This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome to episode 23 of your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, the Out of Character Podcast. Yes, 23 episodes, people. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. We appreciate you for being here. If this is your first time listening to Out of Character Podcast, welcome. If this is your second, third, fifth, seventh, eighth time listening to Out of Character Podcast, welcome back. We hope you all will not be disappointed with episode 23. We got a lot to talk about, people. We got a lot to talk about. It's our Jordan episode. It's our Jordan episode, people. So we have to do things right. And I know I mentioned Jordan, but right now I'm here to talk to y'all about my L.A. Lakers. People, my L.A. Lakers are headed to the NBA playoffs. Now, granted, it's not how I thought we would be going to the playoffs. I did not think it would take a play-in game for my L.A. Lakers, for the defending champs to make it into the playoffs but that's what it took we had a lot of injuries this year but ladies and gentlemen we are still in the playoffs and that is what really matters that is what really matters ladies and gentlemen because i still believe that it's lakers and five baby i think that the lakers will get out of round one against the phoenix suns chris paul and devin booker i think the lakers gonna get out of round one pretty easily I'll actually make a guess and say they'll probably lose game one. I think Phoenix is going to be playing their best basketball that night. I think they understand the pressure that's at stake. And they don't want to get upset, right? But at the end of the day, champions are champions. And the Lakers are the Lakers. And once again, I will see the Lakers get the best of the Phoenix Suns in the NBA playoffs. And let me tell you guys, as a Lakers fan, there's not many feelings better than that. Knowing that we're about to bounce the Phoenix Suns, the number two team in the West, in the first rounds of the playoffs, on our journey to the championship, ladies and gentlemen. I am so proud of my LA Lakers. So I had to take a moment to shout them out. Y'all always see me in the Laker gear, for those of y'all that watch. Y'all always see me in the Laker gear. I'm one of the biggest Laker fans in the world, people. So I'm going to talk to y'all a lot about these playoffs. Y'all might not want to hear nothing about basketball, but let me tell you guys, the Lakers are in the playoffs. And there was a time, post-Kobe, when I did not see my Lakers in the playoffs at all. I had to root for other teams. I honestly never rooted for other teams. I just sat and watched and was like, wasn't really into it because I only care about seeing my Lakers get that trophy, ladies and gentlemen. And now... I get to see his goal for the second one in a row. The second one in a row, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to LeBron James. Shout out to Anthony Davis. And even shout out Caldwell Pope. Because my man did his thing in the bubble. And I'm expecting him to do great things in this NBA playoffs. But I mentioned the Lakers. And I would be remiss if I did not bring Laker news to y'all front door. And this Laker news is a little different. It has nothing to do with on-court things, ladies and gentlemen. It has nothing to do with basketball per se there's beef there's beef ladies and gentlemen and if you are a laker fan or if you were just familiar with the nba then the name kwame brown means something to you for those of y'all that don't know who kwame brown is kwame brown has been considered one of the largest nba draft busts all time so kwame brown had a had a little rough start to the nba first of all let's just say that he was 18 years old got drafted by michael jordan himself when he worked with the washington wizards and if the stories are true Jordan was very, very hard on this young 18-year-old man and just took all of his confidence out the way. Whatever the case was, Kwame Brown jumped from team to team. He went, he played for about 10 years in the NBA, played for the Los Angeles Lakers, and just did not 
play the way people expect him to play. I will say that he did not pan out the way a lot of people hoped for. And so a running joke throughout the NBA and just through sports in general is the Kwame Brown joke. He is considered the biggest bust all time in sports, right? So there's always that joke that he's a bust, that he's a laughingstock. There's this like clip that goes around of Stephen A. Smith saying that he's a scrub, he's a scrub, he can't play. Is that a trick question? You tell me. They gave up Kwame Brown. Two Who first cares? rounders. I could, I could care less. Tied into his salary for first four of years. all. Understand something. When you're giving up first round picks, if you are a quality team in play in playoff contention, it really doesn't mean that much. That's number one. Number two, and more importantly, Kwame Brown is gone. The city of Angels, Hollywood, just should be celebrated. Throw a parade already, whether you win a championship or not. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. He has small hands. He can't catch the ball. He's got bad feet. He can't really move, even though he's mobile. Doesn't really know what he's doing. Doesn't have a post move that he, he puts to memory that he can do two times in a row. He has no game whatsoever. Plays no defense. Doesn't have the heart, the passion, or anything that comes with it. And you're asking me whether this, okay. they gave up too much? Please. The Los Angeles Lakers knew exactly what they were doing. They should be celebrating right now, and Kobe Bryant should not be saying a word. That's kind of just been the narrative around Kwame Brown his whole career, and he never was really able to shake that. Very much like if you guys are familiar with JaVale McGee, he was always on Shaq and a Fool, um, and Shaq was always teasing him and making fun of him, and he was always making mistakes, and it seemed to never leave him. He always seems to just be making the smallest mistakes, and I feel that not because he wasn't talented, but because mentally he just wasn't there. He didn't have the confidence he needed to be that superstar athlete that got him to the league. Because like I said, Kwame Brown was a number one draft pick. He was 18 years old when he made it to the NBA, which means that this kid had talent. It's not like he couldn't ball. This is a seven-footer right now that we're talking about, right? And he did play 10 years in the league. So 10 years is nothing small. Like, you know what I'm saying? Most busts are in and out after a couple years. Shout out Anthony Bennett. Bro lasted in the league for like half a year. So there's this podcast, a very, very good podcast ran by actual NBA players, and it's called All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, both former Warriors. Matt Barnes was actually a former Laker as well, just like Kwame Brown. And there's a part on their podcast where they're talking to Jeannie Buss. Jeannie Buss is the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, and they have another NBA superstar on there, called Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas is one of the greatest point guards we've probably ever seen. Very, very crazy, very, very eccentric and wild and just very free-thinking young man is Gilbert Arenas. So you know when he's on any type of show, when he's on any type of podcast, he's going to get the people riled up, right? He's going to give the people what they want. He's provocative. So they're having a conversation with Jeannie Buss and, and it was very, very small, Bob. But let me tell you guys, like what they said, like the little joke that was exchanged was so minuscule. It was tiny. It was tiny. Did you and guys now, thank Jerry? Because wasn't Jerry over in Memphis and gave Jerry you guys power? <laughs> <laughs> well, we traded Mark, Mark Gasol, yeah, that's what people, right? People, oh, you got him for nothing, not right. realizing that what you guys gave yeah. him was Mark Gasol. And Kwame Brown. And yeah. so, Mark um, Gasol. and, right. um, Marcel. So, oh, do you played with Mark? No, no, no this, that was yeah. a one man trade. You just <laughs> used the name. He was that name was just there. Imagine being an eighteen year old kid getting drafted number one by your men, your idol. Yeah. And your idol is Michael Jordan. Right. We know Michael Jordan. <laughs> we know Michael Jordan's personality. Right. Imagine that personality slapped him in the face. Going towards a an eighteen year old kid. You yeah. know, just you know, just bullying him, you know. And you got to remember, he's around his peers. You're not his peer. Right. You know what I mean? You're not his peer. These are his peers. 
So when you're making him look little to his peers, he loses his confidence. So when I get there, he doesn't have confidence. You know what I mean? So it's trying to build this this man child up. And when I mean man child, you're strong. talking about a, yeah, a, a just a big country human. Yeah. You know what I mean? So physically he has he's I called him the show pony. You know, he's a show horse. Yeah. I mean, he probably couldn't race. Looks, looks <laughs> look good, though. <laughs> look good, though. Now, I'm assuming Kwame Brown is some, somewhat of a fan of All the Smoke. A lot of NBA players seem to be fans of this show because they, they give that real, right? It's called All the Smoke. So you would assume that these brothers is with All the Smoke. They say some, some of the tough things. They say some of the things that maybe not all ex-NBA players would say. Like, they're very candid. They're very real. And that is why they have such a good following. So Kwame Brown's watching this show, and I'm assuming he heard what happened i'm assuming this guy has been watching i'm assuming this guy's been following all the smoke so kwame brown gets on instagram like most folks do these days right they don't call each other they don't text they don't shoot an email they don't write an angry letter they jump on instagram so all of their followers and anybody else that cares to listen can tune in and that's what kwame brown did ladies and gentlemen i want you to hear the anger that came out of this brother's mouth after he heard what these brothers said about him on their podcast. <clears throat> I just watched uh, the All the Smoke podcast, right? And I heard Gilbert Arenas at No Chill Gill. And I heard fake ass gangster Stack Five talking. So I think I'm gonna address you guys. Uh, give me about three minutes. Give me three, four minutes. I gotta go speak to someone real politely, real quick. I'm gonna give you effeminate niggas what you've been asking for. You niggas been talking a lot, saying a lot of things you don't know what the f you talking about. So I'm gonna address you directly at No Chill Gill and at Stack Five fake Black Lives Matter activist ass nigga and a gangbanger that killed niggas at the same time, allegedly. So you just confused. So I'm gonna help your little confused ass out. Just give me about three, four minutes. I'm about to speak real nicely to somebody real quick. Cause some of you niggas got it confused and y'all get on the internet and y'all purport things that make no goddamn sense. Uh, I grew up in the era where you don't play with grown ass men. And I think both of you two gentlemen know personally that I'm a grown ass man. See, I don't pretend gang bang and I don't do none of that shit. But when I grew up, grown men were player and you don't play with a grown ass man. And I ain't been this cute for this long and staying quiet and listening to you dumb talk that don't build nothing for no reason. So I'm gonna address you little feminine niggas today. Get ready. At No Chill Gill, at Stack Black Lives Matter activist, fake gangster, and I'm in Atlanta at the same time. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all couldn't tell from the clip, clearly Kwame Brown had a lot to get off his chest in regards to Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, and Gilbert Arenas, and their All the Smoke podcast. Now, I don't want to play for y'all because there is clips and clips and clips and clips. There's minutes of clips of Kwame Brown because he just started 
going on rants. He said he had a lot to get off his chest. Ladies and gentlemen, he was not lying. He went on rant after rant, and this lasted for days. Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, they made responses. They tried to calm him down and say, hey, man, it's just jokes. But he wasn't having none of it. He was getting personal. He called Matt Barnes Becky with the good hair. Now, if you don't understand that joke, just Google Matt Barnes, and you will understand why he called him Becky with the good hair. Ladies and gentlemen, he was on a roll. I believe his followers like have quadrupled since then because people love the drama. People are all about the drama. And ladies and gentlemen, I am not bringing this up to talk about the drama. Like I said, I don't want to play all of these clips for y'all because my man was, was getting a little aggressive. He was getting a little buck wild and saying some wild things about these gentlemen. But ladies and gentlemen, he was upset. His feelings were hurt. He was so upset that it seemed as if everyone was catching strays. Anyone that talked about this subject at all seemed to have caught strays, even people that weren't even against Kwame Brown. He went off on Jamil Hill because she said he chose violence. Now, when you say somebody chose violence, that is like a pop culture term, right? You're not saying somebody is violent or that they're meaning to hurt somebody. You were just saying they had time today, that they woke up today and said, you know what? I ain't playing Mr. Nice Guy no more. I'm going after you. And I believe that's what Jamil Hill said. That's how she explained it herself. But Kwame Brown came at her and Kwame Brown also came at the breakfast club now ladies and gentlemen if you're not familiar with the breakfast club let me tell you you're missing out because that is charlamagne the god dj mv and angela lee's morning show in new york but it is syndicated nationally syndicated it is all over the world from what i've heard and this is a really really big show so i believe they talked about it like they're supposed to do you know you're supposed to talk about the news just like we're doing on the out of character podcast right we are talking about the news we're talking about things that are going on so rightfully so they spoke about the topic and something they said something they said got my guy Kwame turned up they got him aggressive people this clip you know what I wasn't gonna play no wild clips for y'all but this one I gotta play for y'all this one I gotta play for y'all because it is just it shows how angry this brother was and honestly compared to the other things he was saying this is rather mild dumb and listen to stupid ass like Charlemagne the God and old punk ass beta male DJ Envy you ought to not be talking about male issues you punk mother you don't see Bill Gates running around doing a whole goddamn cheating to it, you punk. The white boy was able to cheat like a man. Break off and break up like a man. Your getting drugged around like a puppy on a leash, ho. You shut your up when I'm talking. The you talking about, you another light-skinned bitch. you mean? And I got a lot of light-skinned friends, but you two niggas ain't one of them. And Charlemagne, you trying to be light-skinned, a fucking punk ass rapist and a that had a leash on his neck going to cry in front of other women because he cheated. Gonna tell me anything? Y'all at y'all goddamn mouth too. The Breakfast Club. The you talking about? Y'all niggas don't talk about nothing important. You motherfuckers sit up there and cry and pan the white folk. And Angela Lee, you better stop talking about men, period. You ain't got no goddamn man. Now listen, I, I don't care for the things he said about The Breakfast Club because I myself am a, am a big fan. I am a huge fan of The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne is actually a friend of out of character, man. He's looked out for us, man. He's posted us before. And I do not mean to laugh, but come on, bro. Clearly this brother, clearly this brother is sitting on a lot of pain and a lot of anger. And ladies and gentlemen, when we see things like this happen, when we see our brother 
exploding a brother that like he actually said in the clip that i first played for you guys he's been quiet let me tell you all, i have never heard Kwame brown do an interview i have never heard him ever discuss or show any type of feelings towards the way the nba has chose to talk about him that the media has chose to speak on him that the way his career has been depicted to nba fans across the world right he does not really seem to care but for some reason he decides to blow up on two former NBA players that have a very, very huge podcast. Now, a lot of people are saying that this is all publicity. This is all clout chasing that he's going in on them so hard because he knows that they have a huge platform. To me, that doesn't really make sense. Because like I said before, Stephen A. Smith has gone in on him plenty of times. There have been plenty of people on ESPN that went in on him and he could have used that platform to boost his career a lot longer ago like he could have done that years ago kept quiet stayed out of the public eye. i have no idea what kwame brown was doing before this i honestly don't even know when he officially retired from the nba like i said he was in the league 10 years 10 years and so when i sit back and i look at this because like i said it's funny first right some shit is just funny and that rant that he did on the breakfast club and the rants that he was doing on on all these people that he's decided to do rants on have been hilarious it is funny to see stuff like this because it's really harmless it's just words just people talking back and forth nobody is threatening anybody there is really no threat of violence so it is funny but when you sit back and look at it, you have to say what caused this brother to snap like this now some quick googles on kwame brown will tell you this brother is from South Carolina, a very, very small town in South Carolina. And it will also tell you some things about Kwame Brown's family. Now, I'm not going to speak on that because I do not believe in speaking on black men and black women's problems. I don't think that that's... I, I just feel it's tacky, right? But quick Googles of Kwame Brown will tell you all you need to know about this guy's past life. And I say that to say, ladies and gentlemen, you just never know what kind of bear you're poking you just never know what that person on the other side of that joke is really going through and let me tell you guys like i said the joke that they made on all the smoke was very very small but imagine being kwame brown right imagine being an nba player in your mind you feel as if you are a part of a sacred fraternity and i do believe the reason he was listening to matt barnes and stephen jackson is because he actually respected their opinion a lot much like a lot of NBA players seem to do. They seem to respect what these guys have to say. So imagine sitting there minding your own business. Minding your own business, man. If you know, at your mind, at this point, people probably have forgotten about you, right? People aren't talking about you anymore. You're not getting mean. People aren't making jokes about you. You have been able to move on with your life and do whatever it is you are doing, Kwame Brown, right? So Kwame Brown's sitting back and he's listening to this podcast. And then he hears an unsolicited shot taken at him. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I believe it was a joke. I do believe no harm was intended. But I do feel, and this is a somebody that has been in sports radio, has been on TV, has been in front of the microphone like I am right now. I understand that every time that little red light turns on, or this mic is on, or if a camera is on me, that anything I say and everything I do, I may have to answer for when i come on here when i get on the street and i start saying black men don't cheat black men don't cheat i am fully prepared for the onslaught of women that have been cheated on by black men i am fully prepared for those stories for those reactions for that truth for that realness 
And because I'm prepared for that, because I know that I have to answer for everything I choose to say, whether it's on camera or just in life, that I am prepared to answer those tough questions. Well, I got cheated on my show. So what about this? Well, what about this? I'm ready for that. And I don't take offense to it at all. I don't take any offense to it. We can have joke around. We can have fun with all that stuff. But I don't take any offense to it. But that is because I understand that anything I say, any feeling I have, any opinion I have, somebody that's listening may have a rebuttal. Or somebody I'm speaking about may have something to say about what I have to say about them. And ladies and gentlemen, I truly think the way Matt Barnes or Stephen Jackson handled this, the way they're, oh, you're just mad. Oh, you need to calm down. You need to relax. It's just jokes. I don't even think you should have responded if that's the case because people are allowed to clap back. People are allowed to respond. Everybody's judging this man for saying what he wants to say, for saying how he feels, for letting the clip off after all these years of not saying anything. People are responding to him. Oh, well, people have made these jokes all the time. Why are you going crazy now? Oh, well, people have made these jokes. That's why. That's why. Imagine the trauma this brother has been through. He was drafted by Michael Jordan at 18. We saw the doc. We saw how he treated his teammates. How do you think he treated his players? How do you think he talked to them? This brother has been through it, y'all. Like I said, some quick Googles of this brother will tell y'all all y'all need to know about the trauma that this brother has been through and then to make it to the NBA. Like this brother said in one of his videos, be able to pay for his mom's crib. And now you're telling him that he's not allowed to respond to unsolicited attacks? Ladies and gentlemen, I just don't think that's fair. And to me, I think that's a precedent we don't want to set in media. To me, I think that's a precedent we don't want to set. And that's really why I wanted to talk about this. Because I feel that you, if you can sit and criticize somebody, if you can sit and talk about somebody's lifestyle, somebody's career, something they dedicated their whole lives to, and call them a scrub, a bum, a bust then you should be fully ready and prepared for that same person to come at you with everything they got. Because imagine you work at a grocery store, right? And all day long, everybody in the grocery store talks about how bad you bag groceries. You are the worst bagger in mankind is what you hear every single day. But that's all you're doing is working. You're just doing your job. You're just trying to provide for your family. You would feel awful and you probably never want to bag groceries again. It's probably how Kwame feels. It's probably why we haven't heard from him. Haven't seen him try to join the big three. Haven't really seen him do much of anything. Poor Kwame. And now, he's the butt of every joke. Because he snapped. He's losing it. And honestly, I do hope he's gotten some good publicity from this. Because as somebody that is a Lakers fan, I truly believe that I have to support and love every Laker that didn't play for the Boston Celtics. I truly feel that way. So with that being said, Kwame, you know what, man? I don't hate you. I don't hate you at all, brother. I appreciate you for setting all those screens for Kobe Bryant when he scored those 81 points against the Raptors. Ladies and gentlemen, he was there. He was on the court for that. He got to witness that greatness. And if that's all you did, Kwame, if that's all you did was set screens for Kobe Bryant, then brother, I appreciate it. Then brother, I appreciate it because them 81 points was impressive. Kwame Brown said it to us. He said it in another one of his RAM videos. What y'all want to see? Y'all want to see me shoot? Y'all want to see Kobe shoot? Damn it, Kwame, you are absolutely right. I want to see Kobe shoot. I don't want to ever see you shoot the ball. I don't even want to see you touch the ball when Kobe's on the court. I don't want to see anybody touch the ball when Kobe's on the court. And you know what? You got to know your role. And Kwame knew his role. And he knew. Get the hell out the way because Mamba's in the building. Shout out Kobe Bryant. Shout out Kobe Bryant, man. Real quick, too, because we talked mentioned the Hall of Fame last episode. He hadn't been inducted yet. And his wife, Vanessa Bryant, 
let me tell y'all she did the most beautiful speech for her husband man her daughters were there they look gorgeous man michael jordan was standing behind her beautiful family man she had so much poise so much grace i don't know how she did it man i was almost in tears shout out vanessa bryan i had to throw that in there real quick since we brought up kobe but yeah man i had to, I had to sh tell y'all this Kwame brown story please if y'all have a minute i might even put the link in the bio or something like that man please go check out this dude's rants and i don't think they're going anywhere i don't think they're going anywhere people i'll let y'all hear the breakfast club well let me tell you they got funnier as the day went on and like i said i don't think he stopped yet i think Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes have just decided to leave him be. Just leave him be because there's no winning this one. Kwame Brown is coming at y'all with everything he's got. Shout out to Kwame Brown and shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all for being here with us on episode 23. Episode 23 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. We appreciate you for being here. We appreciate you for always supporting, subscribing, sharing, liking commenting y'all we appreciate that so much that's why we're able to do 23 episodes of this podcast man it's been so much fun doing this with y'all i appreciate y'all and we still got a lot more to get into now ladies and gentlemen if you cannot tell by listening to the podcast i am a huge huge fan of hip-hop and my favorite artist right now should be your favorite artist too because he's the best out there and that is j cole yes ladies and gentlemen jermaine cole i have to take a moment to shout out my guy my favorite artist because ladies and gentlemen he dropped another banger called the off season and let me tell y'all once again my boy j cole didn't miss and i only really bring this up because i have some gripes to pick with y'all because it's always the same type of people Whenever J. Cole drops something that drops the same terrible jokes that try to act like he isn't the greatest rapper that we've heard in decades, that this guy doesn't constantly make records and albums that are timeless. If y'all want to tell us that y'all don't know about music, just say that. Because it's tacky to constantly come at the king, J. Cole. I'm sick of it. I've had enough of it. This guy, J. Cole, can't miss. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy, J. Cole, can't do nothing wrong. And if you haven't heard the offseason yet, please tune in. This is a shameless, shameless promo for my guy, J. Cole. But let me tell y'all, the album is great. No skips once again. Jermaine, shout out to you. But also, shout out J. Cole for doing something I feel every single rapper ever has wanted to do yes ladies and gentlemen j cole has taken his talents to the bal what's the bal you ask that is the basketball africa league and it's this new league that the nba and africa have put together to try to bring more attention to hoopers in different countries as you know the nba is very very international and it's honestly a really dope initiative and that's why i have to shout out j cole because i feel like he was able to bring eyes and attention to this league because i had never heard of it before j cole signed with this team out in rwanda and ladies and gentlemen he played his first game and he actually contributed he had three points three rebounds and two assists i believe and ladies and gentlemen you might laugh and say three points three points but ladies and gentlemen i think that three points paints a bigger picture because i see young j cole a rapper a rapper that's probably spent his whole life wishing he could be a hooper as well because we know how that goes right we know how hip-hop in the sports world goes right all rappers want to be athletes and all athletes want to be rappers right there is that cross intersection where there is just a common envy for both sides of the playing field right but somehow some way j cole managed to break through at the top of his career might i add 
J. Cole is playing professional hoops. And like I said, he scored three points. And as I watched Jermaine Cole run up and down the court, as I watched this young king fulfill his dreams, I said to myself, you know what? I could get three points in a professional basketball game. I could easily get three points. This is a bucket and a free throw. That's just a bucket and a free throw. I can't get a bucket and a free throw. I can definitely get a bucket and a free throw. Come on, I'm athletic. I'm fast. I'm tall. I can get to the cup. These are all things I'm saying to myself from the couch watching Jermaine Cole fulfill his dreams. And ladies and gentlemen, I think that was the purpose, right? How inspirational, how inspirational is it to see somebody accomplish something they set out to accomplish, right? Because a lot of people laugh. He's been talking about playing in the NBA for a very long time. All of his albums, all of his mixtapes have heavy, heavy NBA influence, right? Basketball influence. So ladies and gentlemen, we have known for a long time that J. Cole wanted to be a hooper. He even mentioned trying to join the NBA. He supposedly had a tryout with the Detroit Pistons. I don't know how that went, but we knew for a long time that J. Cole had hoop dreams. So to watch this brother accomplish those dreams after everybody doubted him. Ladies and gentlemen, put a battery in my back. Ladies and gentlemen, it made me believe in myself. And I said, you know what? I can score three points. And I said, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I am making myself eligible for some foreign basketball, ladies and gentlemen. I, the way I see it is I can either pay for a team in Africa or I can go play for my Latino brothers down in Mexico, man. You know what? I got to be the tallest one, right? I got to be the tallest one on the Mexico team. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to just give my talents to Africa teams. I'm not just going to go to Rwanda because J. Cole's there. I'm not just going to go to Mexico because I'm half Mexican. I'm going to let them recruit me. So, Mexico, if you're listening, Africa, if you're listening, Rwanda, Wakanda, Uganda, I don't care. Throw me the rock and see what I do with it. Ladies and gentlemen, J. Cole can do it. I know I can do it too. Shout out J. Cole for inspiring me. I'm letting y'all know right now. You heard it here first. I'm throwing my hat in the ring. It's time for me to make a comeback. I retired, but I'm coming back as well. I'm coming back. Shout out J. Cole for believing in himself. That made me believe in myself because somebody has to, right? Mexico, if you're listening, holla at your boy. Uganda, if you're listening, holla at your boy. Ghana. Cameroon. I know all y'all probably got teams or something like that. And if y'all don't got a team, let's make a team. Let's out of character this thing and get some sponsorship going on. Let's do something about it. But let me tell you guys, watching J. Cole Hoop and do his thing and also listening to that incredible album, ladies and gentlemen, it inspired me. So don't be surprised you turn your TV on, you see your boy hooping in Venezuela or something like that or getting buckets out in the Ukraine. Because you heard it here first on Out of Character. You heard it here first on episode 23. And of course I had to drop that news on episode 23, the Jordan episode. I had to drop that news, ladies and gentlemen, on episode 23 of the Out of Character podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. And if you're listening, I ain't going nowhere. I, I know I ain't going to no pro league, man. But don't it feel like that sometimes? Don't it feel like that when you're watching 
people that you were just like oh, okay like that's more of a peer than like a superstar right because you don't really expect rappers to be that great you know you just expect them to be regular joes like us so when you see certain things like that you say you know what i could do that too i could do that too but ladies and gentlemen honestly man this knees this back it could not take running up and down the court for an extended amount of time anymore ladies and gentlemen i would just make a fool of myself but i am very, very interested to see how J. Cole does. And I will update y'all on this because this to me is fascinating. Who knows? He might be able to flip this into an NBA career. That'd be dope. But I do hope the selfish man in me does hope that we still get amazing albums. Because I do want to say one quick thing. I want to make this little prediction about J. Cole. As great as I thought this album was, right? People are already calling it a classic. I think it's too early to call anything that's not even a month old a classic. Um, people call it a classic. People love it. I love it too. I, I think it's great. It's a little too early to call some of the classics. It's not even a month old, but it is a great album. Like I said, I don't think there's any skips on it. But listening to it and hearing all the other albums J. Cole has put together, this one felt, I don't really call it a mixtape because his mixtapes also seem very, very like well thought out. But to me, this just seemed like, you know what? I'm about to go play. I have these songs in the tuck. I'm going to give y'all this album. But this ain't the album. I feel like everybody, like, now that the pandemic's done, we're waiting on that big hit album from Kendrick, from Drake, from even Kanye. Maybe even Jay-Z will pop out and give us something crazy. We're waiting for that great music. We're waiting for that next album from Rihanna, right? We're waiting for all this music. And so I think we thought that J. Cole was just going to hit us over our head with something crazy. And he did. This is dope. I don't think J. Cole could make bad music if he wanted to. But I do think, ladies and gentlemen, that he has something else for us, man. I think he is holding something else because he was the first one to drop it out of the quote-unquote big artists. So say all the other artists drop after him, right, because he set the precedent. Well, what if he comes back with another album? Imagine that. I'm just saying that. This is a little thing I want to throw in there real quick. The fanboy in me makes me think it's going to happen. So I do think we're going to get something from J. Cole, and it's not going to be another three or four-year wait. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know we cannot end the show without shouting out our sponsors over at Audible. Our sponsors over at Audible have hooked our listeners up with a free month subscription to their premium service. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a free month subscription to Audible's premium service. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash the OOC podcast. That's audibletrial.com slash T-H-E-O-O-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T for your free month subscription to Audible. Ladies and gentlemen, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Out of Character Podcast is on Audible. So you can use that free month to check us out, to download the Out of Character Podcast onto your phone and listen to it offline. You will have access to millions of ebooks, memoirs, and autobiographies of your favorite celebrities. Audible trial slash T H E O O C. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is audibletrial.com slash the OOC podcast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the road. We have come to the end of the show. But before I let you go, I want to circle back to us talking about J. Cole, right? And I was being very silly about that. No, I'm not trying to join the league. But yes, I did find a ton of inspiration in watching what J. Cole accomplished. Because what he did was accomplish a dream. He set out to do something. And that thing he set out to do, I'm sure a ton of people told him it wasn't possible. I'm sure a ton of doors were closed in his face. I'm sure he heard 
a ton of no's. Now I'm sure hearing all those no's, seeing all those doors closed probably made him decide, you know what, maybe I'm not gonna do this. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I can't accomplish this. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I'm not fast enough. Maybe I don't have enough experience. All of these things we say to ourselves to keep us from going out and trying to achieve the impossible, from trying to pull off our goals, from trying to achieve our dreams. We say all these different negative things to ourselves. We think all of these things. We doubt ourselves. Other people doubt us. And then it makes us doubt us even more. And what it does is it stops us from even trying. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, if you're listening to episode 23 of the Out of Character Podcast, I beg you to just go out and do it. Just go out and try. I can't tell y'all how many years I sat and waited to do this podcast. Man, I had it written in books years ago. Man, I had been planning it, but I kept making excuses. Oh, I don't have the right co-host. Oh, I don't have enough time. Oh, I don't have enough to talk about. Oh, I don't have all the things I need to produce a show all by myself. Just excuse after excuse after excuse. And all it did was delay me. Because just now we are 23 episodes in, but imagine if years ago, if I would have started, if I would have believed in myself, if I would have gave myself a chance where I could be. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can't ever sit back and say, what if you can't ever change the past? So if you're listening right now and there's something you have been putting off doing, if there's something you have always wanted to get done, if there's something you have always dreamed of, ladies and gentlemen, now is a better time than ever to go out and try it. Because I'm telling you, if it's something you really want to do, if it's something you truly believe in, I have full faith in you that you will be able to accomplish that and that you will be able to fulfill each and every one of your dreams. But the thing is, you got to do it. The thing is, you got to do it, ladies and gentlemen, because so many times we just sit and make excuses. And while we're making excuses, we complain about, dang, I wish this was me. Dang, I wish I could get this opportunity. But very seldom do we put ourselves in position for these blessings that we want you gotta put yourself out on a limb you gotta try you gotta try new things ladies and gentlemen so if you're listening i don't know what you're putting off but stop putting it off stop putting it off and go out there and get yours get what god has waiting for you because i promise you the minute you try the minute you go out and do it you will feel so fulfilled and you'll also feel very silly i feel so silly that I didn't start this podcast years ago because it brings me so much joy and it brings others joy as well and it's something that I could have been doing a long time ago but I kept doubting myself I kept questioning myself I kept letting others deter me from the overall goal ladies and gentlemen like I said if you're listening go out and do that thing believe in yourself because I believe in you the out of character family believes in you ladies and gentlemen this is episode 23 episode 23 of the out of character podcast as always I am your host and I am so blessed and grateful to be your host I am your host Brian Colbert my friends call me BC you could call me BC too if you're listening if you're listening we appreciate you for listening thank you for being here with us thank you for supporting us We can't wait to be at 123 episodes with y'all. And as always, to everybody listening, to everybody watching, God. You're sitting on the couch, keep procrastinating over and over. Why are you making it complicated? It's easy.